Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning. I hope you are neither sick nor tired for I am not. How are you, Fagy? I'm actually really excited to hear how to not be sick and tired this morning. <laughs> Definitely not sick and tired. Thank God, thank God. And welcome all High FM listeners. You're on another show of uh, the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. Myself, Adel Kozilski, together with co-host Fagy Stern. And we're here to educate you to bring a discussion to the table on how we can actually live healthier lives. And one of the interesting things and, and frontiers that has, you know, um, evolved over the past 20 years, most probably, but is becoming more and more prominent, is that we all recognize that we have a unique set of chromosomes, of genetics, and that identifies who we are, how we deal in the environment, and how, in fact, the environment affects us. And more and more in functional medicine, in the ability to look at a human being in a wholesome way, we need to take into account our genetics. And then we deal in the field of epigenetics in looking at the environment, our food, and everything else that affects our genetics. And that's going to be our discussion today. We are going to be talking with Helen Gauchi. She has been on the show before. We are really super excited to have her back. Um, Helen works for a company called DNA uh, um, um, and DNA Analysis. Did I get it right, Faggy? DNA Analysis. The analysis, there you go. She's a dietitian by training. Uh, she's worked there for over eight years, and her role is research and practice, uh, practitioner education, particularly in the field of nutrigenetics and personalized healthcare. So we're going to invite you to come along with us on this, in this discussion. If you have any questions, if you want to know more about how your genetics plays a role in your life, please feel free. 34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our telegram number. A reminder to all our listeners that Fagi and I run a WhatsApp group where we drop a positive thought, an idea, something that we're looking into in understanding how to make our lives healthier, better. If you'd like to join that, you can send an email to info at chaifm.com. Give us your name, give us your number, and we will gladly put you on and you can join this ever-growing community. Okay, now that we've gone through what we're eating, <laughs> let's discuss how <laughs> eating affects us. Good morning, Helen. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me back. And thank you for coming back. We, are, we want to explore um, somewhat more, a little bit of understanding how our genetics affects our food and what we eat. And, you know, the whole idea around genetics, it's, it's actually a a frontier that I personally am involved in as well um, and a different aspect, but it's becoming more and more dominant. Can you give us maybe a bit of background as to where you fit into the genetic world? Ah, well, so, I mean, I joined a company called D-Analysis Biotechnology almost 10 years ago now, and I, I joined in the capacity of a dietitian to look at the relationship of um, how nutrition is um, or how we respond to nutrients and our environment and how our genetics influence that relationship. 
And so Deanalysis is a genetic testing company. Um, in essence, we're a laboratory where we are able to consider your genetic code, so analyze specific variants on your genes, and then based on that, report on where there might be particular weaknesses because of those variants. And based on that information, we give recommendations, actionable interventions to try and offset any of those weaknesses in biological areas that have occurred because of variations that we carry. So my role is to look at um, the research to be um, important. I've got an important role in education as well in practitioner support because how we work is through educating other healthcare practitioners to use this information in their practice and so then translate that information to improve the health of their clients. At what stage do people come to you? It's or a very good question. <laughs> so it's, you know, there, there are different types of individuals who are coming to us and also depending on the test that they are considering. So some individuals, so, so just to, to be clear, most of the time uh, clients come to us via healthcare practitioners and sometimes they, they will have heard about genetic testing and then, and then inquire directly. But the two major groups of people, I would say, are those who are generally healthy and and interested in improving their health even further. They they have an interest in, in healthy lifestyle, in the supplements they're taking, in understanding what nutrients from what foods are affecting their bodies and, and, just, and wanting to get more insight as to where, what's working and what might not be working. So those individuals who are wanting to achieve that almost at higher level of improved health for good longevity going forward. And that is where, you know, I would recommend actually anyone come to, to do these tests because it gives insight to any individual. In, everyone who's done them gets some kind of insight for improving their health, for targeting their nutrition, their nutraceuticals in some way or the other. The other group, though, are those individuals who have a health concern. So where they might be overweight and they're wanting to look to lose weight, how do they best lose weight? And, and genetics does contribute towards that, that holistic um, approach to improved weight management outcomes. Are they suffering from a chronic disease? Do they have chronic fatigue? Um, are their energy levels just really not good? And and that's why they're seeing a healthcare practitioner for a specific health concern. And that is where the health practitioner would then advise that they do this genetic test to get further insight into the functioning of those biological areas. And then I suppose there's a third group of those individuals who, who maybe have a family history of disease and, um, and then want to um, look at, you know, is it, if it's a very strong family history of say cardiovascular disease, heart disease or, or stroke or, um, looking at maybe, um, Alzheimer's disease, cognitive function and, and wanting to really reduce the risks that might be on themselves. Um, that is where understanding what was inherited from mom and dad and then also what they're exposed to themselves. Um, and that the big kind of story that that they are at the moment, that's what we can get great insights um, into from the from the genetics to improve their health outcomes as well. It's my understanding, though, that um, someone can come to you, obviously, and if they have, have a heart issue, you can 
even give them like an exercise resume. Like they could tell you could tell them what would be healthy for them, not only the foods um, and the supplements that people should be taking. Yes, so it's it's a full full holistic approach because our genetics are influenced by the exercise that we do, by the pollution that we're exposed to. So definitely more than than just the nutrition. That's correct. I think one of the scary things, you know, when you talk about genetics and 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 you know, and and people think about it, is that it's kind of the 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 thought pattern. Well, that's who I am. I cannot change. I cannot change my blueprint. What would you say to that type of comment? Uh, That's a comment we get all the time, and thank you so much for bringing it up, Azel, because to an extent it is true because that is your blueprint. It's what you're born with. It's what you're going to die with. That's that's what you – it's the foundation. But if we think about building a house, we've got the foundations, but what we put into that house, what we paint the house with, um, the – the weather that that house is exposed to, all of those things also give that house character. And, and as as that house is built, it it also gets developed in a different way, depending on you know the blueprint for two houses can be the same, but what's what's put into it also makes a big difference. And and that's where understanding your genetic variation, understanding who you are at that blueprint level, gives you insights into where there might be weaknesses and it can be very empowering to understand how we can then change gene expression. So that's where the epigenetics comes in and this concept of nutrigenomics where um, nutrition or lifestyle that we're exposed to can increase or decrease our gene expression. And so it's this good interplay between our genes and our environment that actually makes us who we are today. And understanding what we know about about the genes, who you are, actually empowers one to make better lifestyle choices and can improve health outcomes. We are discussing the interplay between genetics and epigenetics. Have you gone for genetic testing? I can proudly say that I have, and it has made a huge difference in my life. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back, and we're talking all things genetic. Maybe, Helen, can we speak particularly, I think what, one of the things that's obviously come up a lot in COVID, and it's becoming more and more an, uh, a theme you know, in people's life, is how what stress does to us and our genetics. Can we talk around that? And is there a genetic test to see, you know, are we uh, predisposed to to stress? Or is it just something that just comes from the environment and just puts us all into, you know, uh, I guess a flight or fright state? Absolutely. Um, and, And there is actually a genetic test for it. There's been a lot of research in recent years before COVID, but a lot actually it just escalated with um, with the environment that we're in now with COVID around stress management and this this key word called resilience. So you know we're all exposed to it, but some people just really do so much better under a major amount of stress and perform so much better compared to others. And that's that inborn genetic predisposition together with maybe what they've learned over the years about how to cope with different stresses. So again, it is this interplay of what we're born with as well as 
what we're putting into our bodies and, and how we've learned to manage those different stresses. So this new test that we're looking at is actually is called DNA resilience, where we are considering the seven molecular areas um, at that genetic level and how they contribute towards stress management. So things like um, your serotonin, your do- dopamine pathways, very interesting NPY. These are your um, it's it's different peptides in your brain that we look at, or the genetics that encode for them. Your brain derived neurotrophic factor, your stress axis, looking at cortisol, um, and how that affects resilience and stress management. So all of those very important areas, your adrenaline, your noradrenaline, um, contribute towards um, how we at that genetic level manage stress, and then. From there, we are able to understand if we have a variant in, say, for example, in PY, do we have a slower ability to turn off the stress hormone? Do we um, have a stronger inflammatory response to the stresses that we are exposed to because that NPY gene is not encoding for the protein and it's not working as well as it should be? And so because of that, what can we do to improve the functioning of this protein to then offset the weakness in that specific molecular area? And so it goes down looking at each of these seven molecular areas, giving a score of, of low, moderate or high potential and how to um, and giving then really actionable recommendations in terms of nutrition, diet, uh, excuse me, nutraceuticals, diet, um, lifestyle, exercise and stress management practices to improve those those areas. It must be pretty intricate, Helen. I'm wondering, you know, obviously, like, we, we understand about genes being turned on and being turned off. And at that time, when you do do genetic testing on that person, if they do have that gene, it doesn't necessarily mean that that gene is actually turned on. So would you have to then go and test their levels at that moment, how how does that work? Would you have to t- test their serotonin, you know, their cortisol levels? How does it work in the moment? That's a very good question. That And that is actually what one would recommend going to um, a functional medicine practitioner is that you get the blueprint for the individual and then you do the follow-up functional tests for giving that real time, what is happening at that point in time, what is happening in the moment, because that's exactly it. Some genes are turned on and, and others not because of what we've gone through through our lives. And so if we have these weaknesses and then we haven't looked after ourselves and we've also then been exposed to unfortunate stresses throughout our lifespan, we may have at that real time a lot more of the um, kind of the burnout hormones flourishing um, and the serotonin not doing so well, the dopamine not doing so well. So those are real-time tests that can be done. Um, and then again, it becomes about, you know, when you do which test for um, each individual and how far down the road they want to go. But obviously information is power. So that's so, you know, getting that information can really improve those outcomes. I mean, because even when it comes to taking supplements, you wouldn't want to over-supplement someone because they have that gene. Absolutely. It's, it's a very good point as well. So measuring... Um, nutritional state, measuring intake by questionnaires and then also measuring um, status through um, blood levels, uh, serum levels, also very, very important to monitor what is going on. So 
very important point there is that, um, you know, the genetics are very important. They're your blueprint, but they are not everything. It's one tool in the toolbox. I guess the nice thing is that when, when someone does do their genetic testing, they understand what to look out for over the years. Yes. And so, and that's the thing. It keeps you, it just keeps this little red flag or this little bell going off to say, oh yes, my, my major, if I'm not, you know, in a place to be able to do everything 100%, I know that if I'm in this stressful situation, um, I mean, I know it now that if I'm in this stressful situation and I start stress eating, I'm thinking, oh, it's that NPY that, mm-hmm. you know, some people have a, a, a stress eating predisposition and other people just completely go off food. So it just gives you this insight as to why you might be reacting in a certain way when we're talking about, say, DNA resilience, and then how to just take a step back and and just think about, okay, this is my genetic makeup. Let me just keep remembering this is kind of my core and what can I do to to, to target those specific areas. I'm going to throw a, a spanner or maybe put you on the spot, but it's, it's always I've, – I've thought about it a lot um, – <clears throat> is – well – would, would you be able to surmise, and this is obviously not, not saying that it's, it's, it's stuck in concrete, um, and it is obviously a very, uh, um, a point of deliberation. Do you believe that there, that genetics are playing a part, for example, in COVID? You know, there's, it's part of the resilience and the stress and the ability to get through stuff. Like, do you think that at some point in time we are going to come, um, to understand, you know, that some people have a greater, uh, dispensation to getting, say, sick virally than others. I mean, I still marvel at it. I don't think we've really, really understood how COVID is working. You know, we've understand, you know, the symptoms and what we need to do. And, you know, we're doing whatever it is that we need to do. But there are times that I just actually sit baffled where you see situations where, you know, people are all in the same room and everybody doesn't react the same way. <laughs> exactly. I think it's it's so, you know, so relevant um, and just been highlighted now with COVID that we can all be in the same room and we don't react the same way. And that's, mm. it's not only for COVID, it's for, you know, we can, you put 10 people in a room and they all smoke 10 cigarettes a day for 20 years and some people develop lung cancer and others don't. It, there's a genetic contribution to all of these illnesses. And, and with regards to COVID, there's a substantial amount of research going into understanding that that genetic influence so so yes there is definitely um a genetic kind of predisposition or contribution that is coming from weaknesses that some people carry and others don't um you know you get some individuals who are really healthy they're young they're fit they don't fit that status quo of who should be the highest risk and yet they are getting really ill they get infected whereas others don't um and so and that is and um, there's a lot going into the research around uh, the genetic predisposition. So maybe one day, um, as with many of the other illnesses that we consider, we will get those further insights um, looking at big chips and being able to really identify where our weaknesses lie for COVID, for breast cancer, whatever it might be. And I, I think that, that that takes on then that truly when, you, when you're looking to heal, um, and you're going to a doctor, this really should be part of the discussion. You know, I think one of the illnesses of society is that it's like a one box fits all, you know, that everybody should do the same thing because that's just the way things are done. Where in truth, 
you know, each person is an individual with their, their, their genetic makeup, their circumstances. And, you know, in order to heal properly, wholly, um, a doctor should consider the individual like that, an individual, you know, that's coming with their own set of circumstances and their own genetic makeup. Like having a personal health shopper. Someone can really just help you look for what's right for you. Absolutely. Um, It's it's so true. And we are slowly moving in that direction with regards to personalized health care. And a lot of health care practitioners are realizing the importance, the value of personalized health care, of genetics, of in-depth functional testing to understand that not everyone is going to respond to that, you know, that vitamin D supplement that we're told to take because it's going to improve immunity. Take the zinc because it'll improve immunity or, you know, avoid gluten because it's it's not good or whatever it might be. Some people are fine with it. Some people require different levels of different nutrients. So understanding that and and understanding that the responsiveness to the same interventions is going to lead to different outcomes for every single person that you see. Um, these practitioners are becoming quite disillusioned with that one-size-fits-all approach and really starting to adopt um, this uh, a more holistic, functional, personalized healthcare approach. Isn't it just amazing how, how genes play such a huge role in every <laughs> aspect of our lives? Literally, even just with the way that we, we react to things, the way we concentrate, the way we, you know, it has an effect on our minds, our bodies, our, our guts. It's just, it's phenomenal. <laughs> it is. It's a, and then we haven't even gotten into the story of the microbiome, which is, is definitely not my, my speciality. So please avoid questions on that too much. <laughs> but, you know, that's a whole different story. And, and that's again how our genes influence what our microbiome is and and our microbiome influences our our epigenetic status let's talk around genetic testing uh, we've got a uh, um, somebody's put in a uh, a question isn't genetic testing very expensive so i would say that's relative because it depends on what genetic testing you are doing and um, i think for what you are getting from these tests, remember they're a once-off kind of test. Your genes don't change. So it's not like a lot of other tests and a lot of um, other investments that you might need to make around your health that it's it's repeated tests. And um, this is insights that you get and, and it stays with you for life. And um, our tests at our laboratory, they, they start from around two and a half, just under two and a half thousand rand for a very comprehensive um, analysis for, say, a health test. Um, and, and from there on, because of the, the way in which our um, genes are analyzed in the laboratory, um, there is almost a package that um, can be included. So that's what you would speak to your healthcare practitioner about, is just sort of an, um, an add-on package. But I would say, you know, it's a good investment and relative to what might one might spend on supplements in a month or buying a new pair of shoes that, you know, is, is useful and it's nice, but it's it's not going to give you the insights and the health outcomes that these tests will give. It definitely is a huge investment, you know, into your into the rest of your life. Absolutely. It really is. Well I can speak for myself, having gone through 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 testing, 
you know, one of the things, it, it, it starts actually giving you a much broader mind as to, you know, you, you start seeing it as a trait in your family. So most of our family <laughs> suffer from cardiovascular um, disease, from diabetes. And when you when I looked at my genetic makeup, that, that's where my weak points were, you know. And as, as, as you said, it's not that I, I can't go change my, my spots, right? I can't go change my genetic makeup. But it certainly explained the way a lot of my family reacted and, the, you know, what illnesses they succumbed to. And then giving the person the, the ability to go and say, well, okay, these are the weak points. What do I do now, you know, to try circumvent, you know, walking down the same path? Exactly. That's exactly it. It's the same path. But what do you, you know, what, what tools do you take along to make the journey a lot easier? How do you travel it versus how your parents and your other family members travel it? What what supplements can you take? And there's so much research on that, you know, looking at how we can change gene expression with with food. A cup of blueberries a day improves cardiovascular markers significantly. And and so just something like that, if you now know that that's where your weakness is, that's going to be something that you wake up every day thinking, I must get that food in today. Now you know, Fag, you are, I eat so many blueberries. <laughs> I don't take a couple. That's one of the because of genetic testing at all or because you just do it naturally? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I just have blueberries. It's take three, every one, every minute for the whole day. <laughs> just one of the things I think we need to clarify um, and, and you know, explain to our listeners is what you are doing is you are looking, obviously, at the relationship between ourselves and the environment and you're not zooming in medically into genetically inherited disorders that's not what you do so if there is um you know a disorder a disorder that 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 is found in a family you know that is something that has to go for different genetic testing am i correct you are correct Adel. thank you for bringing it up is that we we are in the the field of really more health promotion rather than looking at these these more rare diseases. So also, and, and that's also something I think there is this preconception that genetic testing is really scary. Um, on the whole, you can get a lot of insights into your genetics without going down any very scary paths. It's mostly empowering. Where you do need to look at those um, genetic mutations for more rare diseases, those are the, those are the diseases that really make up Say, for example, um, when we're looking at, say, breast cancer, those mutations for the whole population who has breast cancer, only 5% of that whole population will be because of those mutations um, where those specific um, genetic tests are required. Same thing for, for strong inherited disorders around um hypercholesterolemia or familial hypercholesterolemia, so high cholesterol that is a very, very strong trait from from um, parent to child, and you'll see it early on in the child as well. Those are um, tests that we do not cover currently, and and we could, if you call us, we could recommend specific labs for each of those different um, disorders, but that's not where we go with the testing. Right, so I think it's very important when one is looking at a disease. I've got somebody who says, is there a genetic component to muscular dystrophy? All those type of things need, you know, like more focused medical, um, you know, uh, analysis, I guess. And, and um, yes, one has to go there to yes. 
doctor to a genetic counselor, and there are genetic labs. Um, as mentioned earlier, I, I am also involved in genetics, in reproductive genetics, and we're actually dealing with the genetics of, of embryos before implantation when people are having fertility problems. So there's many, many, many areas. It's, it is a, a, you know, an environment that is, that is growing, and, and we are understanding more and more and helping people more and more in, the, in, in this area. It's actually not something that one should be scared about which is, I think, something that, you know, a lot of people just, you know, they kind of like ricochet backwards when, when, you know, right, you know go <laughs> exactly. check your genetic testing. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We are talking genetics and epigenetics. Please join the conversation, 34519 Helen, maybe, you know, people like to relate to stories. Can you give us a story of a, a patient that came in and how you helped them? Uh, we can, actually. We, uh, there's, there's one individual, and this is looking at um, more around um, – one of the tests looking at, at detoxification and um, and specifically of of the sex hormones, your estrogen hormone, um, and she came in complaining of um, bad PMS symptoms, gut health issues. She was really not um, in a good place, sort of just um, gut and and just feeling a bit mentally washed out. And it was actually when we looked into her genetics because of the the estrogen hormones. Where with DNA estrogen, we were looking at, um, how she was making those estrogen, um, hormones and how she was then getting rid of them through the system. Um, and together with that, we also looked at her overall DNA health test, which gave insights into key areas from, uh, lipid metabolism. That's looking at cholesterol levels or, or not looking at cholesterol levels, but, um, contributing factors towards cholesterol levels to B vitamin requirements and then getting into interesting insights around vitamin requirements as well as insights for gluten and lactose intolerance. And she was, she had some bloods showing low, very low iron levels. Um, she had been diagnosed with IBS and then she'd also had um, these, these PMS symptoms. And so, but just, just by doing these, um, genetic tests, obviously we also did a lot of, um, bloods with her as well to get those insights around iron levels, um, and, and around certain nutrient status, um, and, and then some, some other hormone tests as well. What we were able to do was really give her a targeted lifestyle plan around improving her estrogen metabolism. Um, she was on a con estrogen contraceptive, which we gave her the informed choice around that, that she didn't need to be, she, she chose a different type of contraceptive eventually and, um, and came off the estrogen to decrease that load of exposure. Um, and, and so just by improving her lifestyle, her diet with good detoxification nutrients, such as your broccoli, your cauliflower, and specific nutraceuticals and medical foods, um, we were able to really improve her, her estrogen um, metabolism so that her, um, her PMS levels, um, kind of the, that all went much smoother. Um, and then the other area where um, she obviously had lots of issues was around IBS. She was drinking quite a lot of dairy. We, we realized that she was lactose intolerant, so that immediately started to help her out and just make her feel better. And she never really um, ascribed the um, 
the the dairy intake to the to the gut issues. Um, but there was still this iron issue that we were concerned about, and there was still this underlying um, IBS issue. So based on the, the DNA health tests, we saw that she had um, a high risk for gluten um, intolerance. And, and so we did further testing, and, and um, then it came back that she did, in fact, carry antibodies. So this is where the genetic tests give insights to do further other tests. And it came back that she had antibodies for uh, gluten. And so because of that, she then went on a very strict gluten-free diet. The lactose came out. So um, the, the dairy and the diet, um, specifically the lactose, had to be significantly reduced. And then her nutrients, we focused on specific requirements that, that gave ins- we get, got insights to improve those. And then a um, big one for her was the, the estrogen metabolism that really just helped with her hormone levels. And how long does like a process like this take? You know, like because again, today we're we're so into just give me the tablets. Like ten minutes later, I want my headache <laughs> to go or my diabetes to leave. You know, that's the thing with functional medicine, and I'm sure you you both know is that functional medicine is a journey. And and Edel, you were speaking about this road that we're on. It it is a journey. You get the um the results after two weeks from doing your sample. And, and working with a practitioner, you can already start with um, improving your just general um, little changes in your diet and your lifestyle. But the, when, when you get your insights, then you start to really get this targeted approach and plan going forward. And it depends how complicated the path is and how complicated the individual is. Um, we've got another case from one of the dietitians whose patient lost 20 kilograms, but it was over a year. But then she has kept it off for two. So it really is a lifestyle change. You know, we, I think that's a lot of what we're trying to discuss here, Edel, is, you know, making those changes. And if you have to make them slowly, it's fine. But keeping to those changes and living with them for a long time really has a huge effect on our health. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So just in terms of of a person starting this journey, do they, can a person come directly to you? Do they have to work through a health practitioner? They can come directly to us, but then um, what the report interpretation is done through a healthcare practitioner. And the reasoning for that is, the genetics are complicated. We, we, if you simplify them too much, you take the magic out of it. So we, um, we do work exclusively through healthcare practitioners. They can come to us to do the sample, but then we would refer them on to a healthcare practitioner, either one of the practitioners who actually work um, closely within our, um, our laboratory or someone who is um, maybe that uh, is more specialized for their specific health concern. Otherwise, um, there are all of our accredited healthcare practitioners listed on our website that um, a client can go and look on our website and choose that healthcare practitioner and get in touch with them directly. Right, you're listening to 101.5FM. We're talking all things genetics. We'll be back shortly. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. It always ends too soon when you're having fun. And I, I, for me, I know I can speak about genetics and epigenetics forever. What, what final thought would you like to leave our listeners with, Helen? Oh, that's a lot of pressure. But I would say <laughs> that 
And, you know, for me, it was a journey from being in dietetics. It's so important to understand who you are, getting information for who you are, what your health concerns might be down the road, um, and, and really understanding both mental and physical health being so important, that genetics plays a role in every aspect of our lives. I think that's probably the key, key thought mm. is that genetics mm. really influences every aspect of our lives. There is a lot that comes from outside, but how we almost manage that interplay is by getting insight into who, who or what our blueprint is. Absolutely, and I think that that's a very, very powerful message. And um, from from Faggy and uh, my my position is that we are we we are wholesome human beings. We've got so much going on that you know we need to start start taking responsibility for our health, and you know start looking at the various aspects. And when you do get insight, you do indeed you you are able to to live a healthier wealthier life. Right, Faggy? Absolutely. And that's that's what our goal is right here. Great. Thank you for joining us, Helen. We really, really appreciate your time, your expertise. Thank you, Faggy. Um, Thank you, next Hello. week Thank we you, are Helen. taking yeah, we're taking a little bit of a break because um, I'm running around and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to be finding internet. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> I'm going to be off the grid. But please God, we'll be back uh, the, the week after. And uh, again, if you'd like to join our WhatsApp group, you can send an email to info at highfm.com with your name and your number. To everybody out there, have a wonderful day ahead.